0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Girl of Gen Z podcast. My name is Clarissa, I'm your host. And today I have a special guest by the name of Elisa Macri. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's a pleasure having you on. So we're going to dive into Elisa's career path and where she got to where she did today as of right now she is the communications manager for the Canadian Juno Awards which right. is such an exciting title yeah. and before we dive even a little deeper you may recognize her voice a little bit because oh. I had her sister Christina on on a earlier episode one of my early early episodes so uh do you want to start with your upbringing and what it was like being the eldest sister sure oh I could talk about that
1: <laughs> um so yeah Christina you and Christina are friends and she's I don't know if you even know this, but she's 13 years younger than me. Yeah. I know I look young. Um, so yeah, so that was very interesting having a sister, uh, that much with that much of an age gap. Um, so when we were younger, it was like, I was kind of at university away, um, for four years. So you would, I, I always make a joke. Like she didn't even know who I was Yeah, because during the years where you're like your memories, there, like, She never saw me. Yes. Yeah. It was hard to
0: build a relationship. (laughs) Like I I was
1: in there. I would come home like uh, once every like five months. Um, (laughs) So that was pretty funny. But yeah, now as we both gotten older, you know, when she's turned like legal drinking age, that's when we became closer (laughs) 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 because we have something in common. No, I'm kidding. Um, But yeah, we get we we hang out a lot more. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. And then we have another sister. Um, Her name is Daniela. She's um, in the middle of us as well. But, yeah, growing up i Danielle and I are five years apart, so I was kind of an only child for for five years, which was nice, um, but yeah, it's I'm very my sisters and I are very different. I'm super like independent, kind of left the nest earlier and they're kind of home bodies. Um, but
0: then of course we have a lot of similarities too, but yeah.
1: I'm sure you've noticed.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. How was it like, um, so I don't even know if you can remember this far back, but when you were young and you were kind of like the only child mm-hmm. for five years and then eventually you had another sister and another sister, how was mm-hmm. that change like for you? Uh well I mean, like you said, I don't really
1: remember. I was like one to four, but I always look back at photo albums like whenever, you know, we're cleaning the basement and we're looking <laughs> at like photo albums and it's like Elisa's album, not age one, age two and my sister's like, Why does Lisa have all these albums? So, um that's pretty funny. Um but yeah, it was I mean, it's always nice to kind of have everything on your own but like I said I was like super independent so even with my parents like they would tell me stories of how I would like lock the babysitter out of the house and like (laughs) (laughs) I was like I don't want I just want to like Like I don't need you, yeah. Like leave me alone. (laughs) But um, but yeah, and but of course, like I love. I I'm super uh, family oriented. Love my family. Love my sister. So we're we're very close now, which is really nice. And with my other the middle sister Daniela, um, same thing. Like once we became older, um, her friends you know started you know dating some of my friends not close friends but so our, Same kind our of group, outside group yeah outside mm-hmm. group and our groups kind of like amalgamated and came together so now my friends are her friends and vice versa so it's nice to like you know it's it's you, you get to see each other a lot and and it's nice and i live um in toronto and and they both live um, back still Mississauga but it's you know it's nice when they come to visit because there's sure. so many friends and yeah so I feel
0: like you have so much to catch up about too every time yeah. you see each other yeah but we talk I mean we have like the text group of course so funny, you yeah. guys do seem like a really close family yeah. like every time I see you guys doing like an outing as yeah. a whole family <laughs> it's literally like family goals like me and my sister <laughs> and my boyfriend look i be like like we want to be a Macri sometimes like it just seems like so fun
1: <laughs> I know a lot of people say that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> yeah we we have a big family like not only my immediate family but cousins and again like because everyone lives in the same neighborhood we, you know we went to the same high school so my cousins are my best friends and their best friends are my best friends like it's it's a huge like big group it's yeah. pretty funny I, yeah. yeah that's
0: good that's yeah. good so transitioning I guess let's get to the high school phase mm-hmm. then um what was your high school that you attended a art school
1: no um so I actually went to a private all-girls school Um, Yeah. So different. uh, It it used to be a private school. They kept like the private nature of it, but you didn't have to pay to go. Um, But they only took a select number of students per year. And um, so you had to enter a lottery system.
0: Yeah. Is this your parents' decision? Oh, obviously. I was going to yeah. say. what My mom's like, it's a good
1: school. You need to go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I will never forget the day that my mom called me and was like, you're number 74. You made it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but going in, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, like... I mean, it, it was different. I, I didn't, expe- I, I did end up experiencing a co-ed school because after I graduated, I was like the first year after the OAC, re- grade 13 got removed. Okay. Um, so, and I'm a December baby, so I was kind of going to go into university at 17 years old. So my mom was like, that's way too young. Yeah. So I actually did a, like a, a leap or a gap year, I think it's called or
0: victory lap, victory lap. You yeah. You call it different things. Yeah.
1: Victory lap. Um, at a co-ed school at Iona, which is the same school you went to. Um, so that was exciting because I got to be with my cousins and, and all right, that. Right, um, But yeah, so my four years university, um, it was a different school. It was um, not semestered. So we had day one, day two. So you have... The Wait, ho- at Iona or at your no, private sorry, school? No, at, sorry. At it's called Holy Name of Mary was the yeah. school. I mean, it, it again, it, it's, it's a private school now, um, but... Again, it was, like, the private stu- school rules, but without having to pay. Gotcha. Um, and it was on a convent <laughs> run by nuns. <laughs> I know. So funny. Like they, that sounds so we, great. They, did, they weren't the teachers or anything, but, like, sometimes we would go to, like, do retreats with the nuns. Yeah, I was very Catholic. Um, wore uniform. Um, it was interesting. Like, you you know, being with females, you... Um, it's you're close you get really close yeah like with your yeah. girlfriends and get, you're like sisters so I like that respect where like you get so close with your friends and you have such good quality friendships but then there's the other side of females is there's like the behavior <laughs> of get, course yeah it could get um it's like catty. enhanced yeah, yeah I don't want to say caddy, but yeah it could get caddy at times um, so it was interesting but again like there's no distractions so you're so focused on school. Um, and you have the same eight courses the entire time. So um, you're really like. You're invested. Invested in the classes. Yeah. My mom, like one of the reasons she wanted me to go there was she was like, well, if you have math first semester and then you have math grade ten second semester, you don't have math for the whole year. I'm like, <laughs> so? But she's like, but but then you're going to forget math. And I'm like, okay. So like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't notice that but- she a, thought it was a huge yeah. deal at the time. Like, oh,
0: you forget, what if you don't have English for a year I'm like it's fine we speak English I see her point of view in the sense yeah. that you, you won't be as fresh yeah. I guess with like doing these equations or writing essays yeah. you know um but I do also see your view of it especially when so you got to Iona I'm sure mm-hmm. you saw like the difference and the pros and cons to each
1: yeah so the reason I went to Iona was because I really wanted to do a co-op so the field, which I'm sure we'll talk about that I wanted to get into, um, you really needed like volunteer and hands-on experience. So I said, listen, if mom, if you're making me stay back for another year, not that she was making me. I also, I didn't feel ready to go to university either, but I said, but I do want, I know the career path I've, I I want to go and I've known since I was a child. So I said, I want to get experience in that and I want to do an internship. So the only way I would be able to do that was at a semestered school because with the previous school, you would go one day co-op, one day in, in school and that didn't that's not most internships yeah. don't do that. No. Um, they have to be
0: super accommodating. Yeah, right? And it's okay with very that. Odd.
1: Yeah. So um so yeah, I was like I know I need to be fully invested in an internship for like 4 months or however long a semester is. So that's part of the reason I went to a semestered school as well after for my victory Lab.
0: okay yeah okay let's talk about uniform really quick so uniform at the private school versus the other catholic school that was co-ed now um did you have kilts at both
1: yeah at the time so i had kilts i never i never wore a kilt at the girls' school like there was girls that did i'm like well i don't know maybe Like like you didn't see the point yeah i'm not even the point i'm just like yeah, kind of. Like, don't you want to be comfortable? Yeah, like, I was true. like, you don't have anyone to impress. Yeah, but not even like. Not. I'm not saying you should wear a kilt to impress someone. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, you do it for yourself, and and to each their own. But yeah, I was like, I also like played a lot of sports, so I was like, oh, I can't imagine putting on a <laughs> kilt after like a seven a.m. soccer practice. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I barely. I never wore kilts. Um, um. And then at the, at the other school I went to, um. I was like, well, I'm only going there for one semester, so I'm not buying a a new uniform. So I just like collected all of my cousin's old sweaters and stuff and just like wore, wore those.
0: You're lucky that you're <laughs> able to get away with yeah, that. I'm like there's no like, way I can just take new- one of each. Yeah. And we'll I was like, give to me two go. old
1: sweaters. Like I'll like who cares? Yeah. And I remember one day, and like I just wore my own pants and all that. I remember one day this the secretary who's like really known. For, I don't know if you had her, but she's really known for like being a stickler with uniforms.
0: I think it's the same one as forever. Yeah. yeah. So she,
1: um, found me one day and again, nobody really knew me. To do. Yeah, nobody knew me. Cause I was just there for like a semester and she was like, your pants are wrong. So I went and pulled my cousin out of class. I was like, Hey, <laughs> we switched pants. <laughs> and then I went to the office was like, Oh, I have my pants. <laughs> like, And then we switched back. <laughs> it was
0: really funny yeah. oh man yeah if we're talking about the same woman oh, that i sure. think is still there mm-hmm. um yeah that was like she that's the only thing she got joy in was freaking uniform because that was it wasn't even her job but when she would see you at the attendance office like she would see you in your uniform so she'd like to make her comments yeah you know
1: well she's an like she's an old school thinker too oh, so yeah. like she was like oh you have to stick to all the rules i'm like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Like nobody wears anything they're supposed to wear. Like, I know,
0: I know. I remember when our, um, we had the logo of the dolphin mm-hmm. and my year didn't do this so much, but I feel like years previous had, they had sewn the dolphin into their like TNA pants. Oh, but then eventually so teachers caught on, they're like, Kate, those TNA pants do not, not fit the same as their tomorrow pants. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so let's transition then from your internship, yeah. your first internship mm-hmm. being in high school. How did you go about reaching out and finding that did you get help
1: um so it's a funny story and I always like I'll again there's like moments in my career that I'll like never forget and I'll never forget like my experience with trying to find this internship so again I'm at this um high school first semester I did a lot of upgrading of my courses and my um my marks um so I kind of took easier because what I didn't mention was the the previous all-girls school I went to it was known for being. Very challenging. so um student or as uh, teachers used to say, like a eighty percent here is a ninety percent at other schools. And then when you got closer to grade twelve, they would say, "You know, like universities know that if you go to this school, like you're more prestigious than everyone else. Not that that was
0: the case. Like mm-hmm.
1: okay, calm down. It was just like <laughs> trying to reinforce like that it was great that you went to the school, yeah, so of course, upgraded some of my marks. um and then second semester was time for the internship and um I, I I'm i I'm not trying to sound like like high and mighty but like there were people in the class that needed help and I wasn't one of them so I didn't really get paid attention to like my teacher was just
0: like okay like you can do it on your own yeah like like, fully like there was people
1: that like wouldn't be able to get a job if
0: the teacher wasn't yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah I've had so, kids in my class like that too yeah
1: so I was just so and like the, the, the field that I wanted, like radio and television and broadcasting was like something that no one had ever had in that school before. So she was like, I don't really even know where, where to help you. And she was like giving me examples of like places I could go. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it there. So, um, I was just like, you know what, let me do my own research and then I'll just update you when it happens."
0: Like, <laughs> I'll just like, do all the work yeah, and I'll report back. It's fine. So
1: yeah. So I honestly remember I took like a day at home and I, wrote down like 10 places that I would want to do internships like Rogers and like city TV, CTV, all like radio and television. Um, the big names, yeah, like all the radio stations, big names, big titles. Um, and then I went in the phone book. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do know (laughs) what that
0: is.
1: (laughs) I went in the phone book and I looked up contact information for all of the places and then I called them. (laughs) <laughs> I literally <laughs> called the reception desk and was like hi like I'm a great um you know I didn't even say grade 12 I was like I'm a student looking for an internship because did you think you were a little too young to well, be searching these that's out? the that's thing why? because um a lot of places and it's still like this when I'm looking for interns they they never take high school students like it's very rare they only take um university, university credit yeah. or college yeah so I just kind of kept it vague I'm a student Etc. looking for an internship. Can you pass me on to the correct person? So some people would be like, no, I'm not interested. Some people would give me like a fax number, like fax your resume here or like, um, the per- like, no, we're good, whatever. Got a lot of no's. And there was one um, place that it was like really high on list. It was a radio station that I loved. Um, it was called Z1035. Um, so I called them and they were like, yep, yeah, we'll pass you on. So they passed me on to like the accounting department. And it was like, or it was like some, it was like the office administration and accounting. So I talked to this man, I can't remember his name. And he was like, yeah, funny story. I'm looking for someone because my, my uh, yeah, I'm looking for someone. So he's like, come in for an interview. So I go in for an interview and I'm so excited because I'm like, I love this place. This is so exciting. <laughs> I show up and it's like, it's a house. It's a little house, like three-story house, like in a Etobicoke, not what I thought. So I was like,
0: okay. So I go in, like, did you drive yourself or did your mom drive No, my,
1: I, my aunt drove me. Okay. Um, I remember like, she like dressed me for the interview and like she had a convertible. So she drove me in her convertible, (laughs) like (laughs) arriving in style. She was like, Oh my God. What if they look out the window and see what you're driving? So (laughs) she (laughs) drove me in her convertible. Like she, yeah. Uh, I have memories of her, but, um, so I go in, go upstairs all the way to like the fourth floor. The studio's like on the main floor, and I'm like, "Oh, what, I want to go
0: there." So I go all the <laughs> way to the fourth
1: floor. So I it was only three story floor, or three or three
0: or four, okay, whatever. Okay. So I go
1: to the, th- the third floor, and I go to this like little little closet office, and this like older older man sits down, and he's like, "Hi, Lisa. I'm really happy to have you in today." And he shows me like a pile of paper. He's like, "These are, this is a stack of resumes that I've gotten from teachers that contact me every day," and he literally want like this he <laughs> threw, threw them. them he's like and you know why you're in here today because you took the initiative to call me yourself and that's the type of person that I want to work for me so I, and I was like oh my god look at things like things like that okay. go a long way yeah and as, again he, an older school thinker like you know and this was the time where it was like young millennials so that that mindset was changing so he was like you know this meant a lot to me so I really wanted to meet you and etc he's like listen this internship is not the exciting thing it's in the accounting department you're gonna do a lot of like archiving and photocopying and blah 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 but you're gonna be here so you never know what could happen you never know what it could lead to
0: so you're So, so honest with what you're doing
1: honest yeah he's like you never know what it could lead to whatever and I was like no I'm interested like whatever so went back to work or sorry went back to school waiting on this so maybe a couple days later he calls me and he's like hey elisa a lot like again i loved your initiative um you're proactive but we found like we filled the position with someone who is a little more um experienced than you are again like don't stop the drive like in this industry tough and you need to like You need to be a go-getter. So I was obviously devastated. Yeah. Yeah. So then it was like maybe like a week later, I was still looking for something. And I I remember, I I feel like I was like playing a sport or something. And we were like on a bus. We were all like going to a game or coming from a game. And I got a call. And this girl's like, hey, uh, my name's Melanie from the Z1035 Morning Show. Um, blah, blah, blah. Passed on your resume. Really um, recommended you. Said you were great. Our intern just got mono and can't come in anymore. So we're looking for an intern.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, my. And, like, I listen to her every day on my radio. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> She's like, can you come tomorrow for an interview? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I go in the next day and, like, I'm sitting at this boardroom with the three morning show people of, like, the the best morning show at the time. Yeah. And they were, like, trying to be so intimidating. And they were, like, you know, this this starts at 5 a.m. You have to get our coffees twice a day. You have to do whatever we say. Like, they were trying to, be like, really intimidate you because, like, it is. They're right. It's an intense environment. Like, and, again, they were the biggest, like –
0: morning show at morning the time. show at the time yeah. like they were You're at the best of the best everyone you have listened to, to them yeah. yeah so I was like yes 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 everything you
1: say I'll do um so they ended up hiring me and another girl as well so we kind of tag team it and yeah so I got the job and like again started from like being an accounting not getting an accounting internship to like I obviously really made a mark on this that person guy, that yeah. passed on my resume to Coincidentally, like their intern got mono. So it was just like really random. Um, so yeah, that's how that started. I ended up being there for maybe like three or four months. And then the ter- the semester term was over. And then they were like, listen, we really like what you do. And I, th- again, this is my victory lap. So I'm planning on going to university the next year. Yeah. Or the next year. You'd applied next After summer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they were like, you, I know you need to work um, for the summer and make money for university. How would if we get you a job here during office hours, but you still be our assistant. So you upgrade from morning show intern to morning show assistant. And then you work reception from like nine to like whatever. five. Yeah. So I was like, yes. So yeah. So I ended up being their morning show assistant. Um, and then I was a receptionist at the radio station as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So you got to do
0: so many roles within yeah. that one placement. Yep.
1: And the placement was over, so I was, like, working at that
0: time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, like, transitioned into something more, which is what you always hope for, right? Exactly,
1: yeah. So, and I remember, like, even when I was doing the placement, my teacher, like, they have to do visits. They come visit, and, like, she was, like, floored. Like, how did you get this? Like, no one ever has this. Like, and, like, after the after you have to do like a presentation for they they do like a job not a job fair but it's like I remember had to make like a Bristol board and like I put pictures of all like the famous people I met at during my internship and everyone's like working out like you know like a auto body yeah and like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> very different yeah different I was spots. just like oh
1: yeah this is my internship it was pretty funny anyways that's
0: awesome yeah okay so then what um when you were making your choices of where to go to school, you mm-hmm. knew you wanted it to be in radio or television.
1: So I always said, I always wanted to work in television. Always. Um, there's a funny story that my mom always tells me when I was little. Um, I don't know if you know, if it's she's too young for you, but um city uh, breakfast television yeah they used to have like on location reporters um the one that i'm referring to specifically her name was jennifer valentine at the yeah, time I know that is. and she was just like every day in a new location doing fun stuff and I, I, I when i was a kid i pointed at the tv and i was like mom i want to do that when i get older that's what i want to do when i get older and she said from that moment i try like i stayed on that line and tr- chased that um, so I always wanted to be like an entertainment reporter, something in television in front of the camera. Like I loved the camera. And then when it came to finding internships, you know, I, that was proving to be very difficult. And someone told me, you know, like a lot of people, a lot of people in television broadcasting start in radio because it's a very easy transition from radio to television. It's a very difficult transition to start in television and then go back like
0: backwards. backwards yeah. So
1: someone said, Why don't you just try radio broadcasting? Um and that's the reason that I, I tried radio stations and um of course, after working at this amazing place, I was like, oh, I love radio. Like I want stay, to stay in radio um, and kind of get all the information I can in radio. And then maybe one day in my future, I'll transition to, to television, television which is very similar mm-hmm. when it seems appropriate. Um, but I already know everything I need to know because it's very, very similar. And right. you train your voice and basically the transition is easy because you're just in front of the camera doing the same things you already know and what you learned
0: right just like body language and learning that there's a camera now in front of you yeah that's exactly yeah that's crazy so Mm -hmm. when you were narrowing down what schools you want to attend Mm -hmm. what made western the top contender
1: so to be quite honest um it was always Ryerson for me Ryerson radio and television oh I didn't know that yeah so the first year previously before um I had decided to take a victory lap I said listen mom I'm just gonna apply to, to three schools um and if I get in Oh, sorry, I didn't even apply to three. I applied to one Ryerson. I said if I get into Ryerson, I'm going to Ryerson because that's where you want to go. If I don't, then I'll do, you know, my volunteer experience and upgrade remarks and try to make next lap. year. Yeah. I always wanted to go to Ryerson because it's the most famous, like it's where all the broadcasters go. Yeah. So um didn't get in. I remember I think I was like on a wait list or it's very competitive. So didn't get in, did the victory lap, et cetera. Fast forward. So then when I'm re- reapplying. Um, again, it was like Ryerson was my number one. And uh, back then you had to like, you paid a fee and you got to go to three schools. Like you, if you just applied for one, it was the same price as three. So I was like, well, I might as well just put three more, two more in there. Mm -hmm. And again, at that time, all my friends from high school were all already in university because none of them. Did a victory lap. Oh. So during that time, I was, you know, visiting my friends in Ottawa at Carleton. I was visiting my friends at Brock. Uh, so you kind of got a little bit of the university scene, I yeah. You're like,
0: mm, don't like this one. This was okay. Exactly. Like, you got to get a taste of so I was visiting
1: all my friends. Yeah. And so, like Brock, I loved Brock and Carlton, but I was like, it's a little too far. Um, and I was also researching like their programs, like their journalism or communications program. And I I knew that I wanted to do univers- Well, Sorry, I wanted to get hands on experience. And even coming from the radio station, they were like, you don't worry, you don't need a university degree if you want to be in radio, you need a diploma. Um, and but my mom was like, no, you you're getting a degree. You need to degree. Traditional. She, my mom. mom literally dictated my life. <laughs> <Like> everything <laughs> in the best done. way possible. No, I know. Yeah, in the best way possible. She's she guided. Yeah. So she's like, no, you're getting a degree. Like you're you you need a degree for life. I'm like, okay. So I'm getting a degree. you <laughs> say, mom. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay. So um, my, a good friend of mine was at Western, and she was in this um communications program, but she's like, you know um there's these people, like I've been meeting people and they're doing a joint program with the college in in London as well. And you get like a degree and a diploma. And she's like, you should look into it. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds awesome. So I looked into it and I was like, there's four streams. There was like journalism, television, and multimedia radio. And there's one called
0: interactive media interactive. Interactive. I don't know if that's yeah what that, it was, that was
1: that was at like early stages okay so she so I looked into it and I was like oh my god radio broadcasting perfect this is literally what I want and what my mom wants this is perfect Yeah, that make everyone happy right and it's away I I knew I wanted to go away yeah even if I went to Ryerson I was like I'm living in residence that's like a no that's not a that's a deal breaker for me like not staying home yeah yeah <laughs> again like not a homebody like <laughs> flying away really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so Um, I was like, perfect. I'll just add this as my third university, not thinking that I would go anything like that. I was like, we'll see. And then didn't get into Ryerson. I was on a wait list again, devastated. I'm like, Oh, my life's over. What am I going to do? And I got into this Western program. Cause the Ryerson one wasn't a combination. No, just, just the degree. Yeah. But it's, but again, it's called radio and television arts. It's world famous for, um, you know, developing these famous broadcasters and, and, people that um are super successful all over the world right um so it's very well known and it, and it it mixed you it it was a university program that mixed that hands-on experience and that's why everyone want to go there because okay. that's something you don't really get from uni- a that's university very program true. um so yeah so i got into this western program i started researching more and then you know i heard about this like fun residence called and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to go there. Fun party again." I've come from an all-girls school, super like not sheltered, but like you want to be free have, now? Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't have the high school experience that my sisters had. F- yeah. 100%. They yeah. both went to Iona. Yeah. Um the co-ed school. So yeah, I didn't have that experience. I was like, "You know what? This is my opportunity to like you know, go enjoy and have fun." And then I kept reading and it's like number one party school and I was like, "Oh my god, I, like I just got really excited." Um so I was like, "Can't wait." but again the program was also like it was a new program it was a joint program so i got the degree my mom wanted me to get and i got the hands-on experience i wanted right. so it seemed like the perfect place um so yeah i accepted it and the first time i saw the campus is when i showed up for orientation <laughs> like i didn't even go you nothing. didn't even
0: do a tour nope
1: you just knew i sh- I showed up for orientation and that was the first time I think it's like a, a couple of weeks before um showed up and I was like this is I'm I love it like I'm I'm well, I know I'm going here I've already accepted yeah but now I'm like it's a I've reassured myself that it's a, the right choice right yeah right.
0: that's crazy okay so then when you attended Western they made you pick your stream of choice at the college during first semester first year or second oh, so to be honest
1: I don't remember but it was around um it was around the middle of first year. So the first year is um, you're at Western. You're doing um, the first... So how it was broken out was um, there was a group of like... It was called MIT. So it was like media information and technical culture. So you go to MIT and you're with everyone who's in MIT and you do all the, the first year MIT courses. And then your second year, you break off into your stream and you go to Fanja. So there was only at the to- at the in first year there was about 20 people that were in my program that go to fanchon second and then the rest were just MIT all western so middle of first year um they say like give you more information on the streams and and you pick so did they make you go on a tour at Fanshawe? I think they, they did. Made us. Yeah, okay. they did. They made, made us go on a tour um and yeah, it was a long time ago, but I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, yeah, so we do a tour. we pick our streams, and then the second year is like you're all you're all Fanshaw. Like you go to Fanshaw every day. there's no there's maybe there was two night courses at Western that you do. Um, and they were like, same thing, MIT courses. So they also say that like it's super competitive. So they can, you you basically have to get in every year. So you have to maintain, I think it was like a 70 or 75 average um, in order to go into the next year. So to to fast forward a little bit from first year when there was 25, maybe 30 people in my program, I graduated with six people
0: wow in radio
1: like in my
0: exact radio in the radio program. stream, yeah stream yeah. wow yeah it was it was super competitive and people dropped off like flies that's nuts yeah. so what was your experience learning the radio stream at so, Fanshawe
1: um so second year it's all Fanshawe um it's smaller classes it's more like a high school feel um and again I didn't get this co-ed high school experience so I was like oh, so this, this is, is all new like, to you yeah. as if it might be the same for
0: other people exactly like, like they, they, but it them. was all
1: new to me loved it um and again it's, it's it's college so it's more hands-on um it's you know attendance is tracked which that's not like university it's like there's 500 people in your lecture it doesn't yeah. matter if you're there or not yeah so attend- you knew
0: everyone by name yeah knew everyone in, by name in the College, sorry.
1: Yeah, I knew that. everyone by name. Um, attendance is tracked. You know, there's participation marks. And it's just so different from the university experience. For sure. Which is one of the things that I loved. Like, I loved being able to get those two different, very different experiences. I got the Western experience, the, the lectures and the tutorials and the, my friends that I met. And then I got the college experience, which is like super hands-on and um, demanding, very demanding, lots of hours etc but
0: is there a a teacher at the time at Fanshawe or even I guess at Western Mm -hmm. that really stood out to you to this day that has given you either like advice or helped you in some way after school um to be honest like
1: the only teachers I really remember were from Fanshawe because you have you know there's, there was maybe like four teachers in the program and they teach you everything. So you're with these people day it's in. A day. It's a relationship you build on a you daily You build basis. such a, a relationship. So you're learning like you have a production class. You have an announcing class. And you do, um, when you get further in the program, you do, um, they have three radio stations on site. So part of your Mark. being graded is your, your announcer on that radio station, which is like amazing. Like you get the experience to move on into the career field. And that's something that, um, some of the teachers would say is like, this is like, when you build your resume, you have announcing experience, production experience, whatever field you want to go in. That's on your resume now. Like when you're in university, you can't put like your, um, philosophy classes experience.
0: Yeah. Like hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah.
1: Like you have one year of experience being an announcer.
0: I like the way they put that. No one
1: coming out of college has that yeah or sorry university had that yeah unless they were doing something on the side
0: right exactly which is really hard to do in university like college too because it's a lot of hands-on so you're there for a good portion of the day doing group projects but holy yeah so what did you have an internship when you were at Fanshawe so no. So again, um, you don't do an internship
1: internship because they have those radio stations on site. So you actually so that's work kind of like your yeah. internship. So then. you work for them. Okay. So when you get into so second year, you're just doing classes, you're learning production, you're learning how to project your voice, you're learning to about talk radio and the history and all of that. So you're learning all the, the the background. And then when you third year, you're back at Western just at Western. And then fourth year, you're back at Fanshawe. And this is the year where you're actually working on the station. So they build it like a radio station. They have a program director. They have a sales manager. They have a promotions manager. So your class now becomes the um, organization of a radio station. Wow. Yeah. So um, you pick again, you, you, you nail down further. You pick two streams. You pick between say like everything that's in a radio station. So there's traffic, which is like copywriting, um, or like inputting ads. You have writing ads, you have the sales department who sells the ads. You have the announcers, you have the the talk show hosts, the radio the the talk radio, um, you have production, you have all of that. So you have to pick two streams and in that two streams they schedule you um on these radio stations accordingly. So you might have some of your time might be in the sales office trying to get you know um money you might have um i think everyone had to have at least one shift on the as an announcer
0: um so you just get some type of practice yeah
1: so you go between all of your jobs um and all these radio stations and one of the radio stations that is actually like on air like it's a it's an on-air radio station in london so it's the
0: real deal it's a real deal i feel like they still have it
1: yeah it's called it's called the x Yeah. The yep, and they it. sell ads and the people selling ads are students they have life to airs so you actually go to a club downtown London and you know how you like do cut-ins from like a club like, yeah you're like hey we're here at you know Jim bob's tonight and blah 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 we, we do that that's so crazy you do, you lit- you're working you're it's it's was such a crazy experience uh, and they do like just like it would be in the real world they do overnight shifts so you have to do at least two overnight shifts a year where you're working from um, midnight till 5 a.m. until the morning show comes in so they really push you and give you practical experience that you will use for the for your career which was amazing
0: yeah 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 you can't ask for anything better yeah like Oh my God. Okay. So then transitioning out then Mm -hmm. into the real world, looking for your first job, Mm -hmm. was it based on what you went to school for? Because I know a lot of people say, you know, you go to school for something and then you don't end up doing anything Mm -hmm. with it. I find that's different in the case of being at college because it's so much more hands on and, and. There is more opportunity, I find. Did mm-hmm. you find that you could find something? So it was interesting. So
1: while you're in, it's it's similar for most of broadcasting. But while you're in the program, they put this idea in your head: like, don't think that you can just get out of school and you and you know go work in major markets. You can't just get out and go work in Toronto. You have to start in Sudbury or Thunder Bay. Like they always put that in your head, yeah, just to prepare you, like that, not to get your hopes up. No, but they're right, like it's a competitive 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 field um the we're a dime a dozen and you know having working been working in the field now and looking for you know um hiring coordinators and interns like businesses know that they can you know get work I don't want to say for free but for very cheap so Again, you're use you're, abuse it. Like, you're no better than the next person that just came out of school. Yeah, and so that's the kind of mentality that they put in your head. So they were like, "Don't expect to work in Toronto. Blah blah blah. You're gonna have to go to small markets everywhere. Yeah, fine." So I came I came out of school and I was like, "You know what? I, again, I love. I'm a free spirit. I I love traveling. I I applied for jobs in Calgary and." You know bc and like different places i did i so applied. you're
0: really okay with yeah the- i was like sure really why not? leaving the next. i'm not going now. to sudbury
1: <laughs> but i'll go to like calgary yeah so i i did apply um but i remember i was at it was like summer it was i was done school it was like maybe may so school finishes in april it was may and i went to a tfc game and Um, I ran into the morning show person that I had interned for. And they remembered you. Of course. Like (laughs) we were best friends. Like while I was, um, I, I, I ended up going to one of the guys' weddings. Like we
0: were were very close. Very close. Yes.
1: Um, they would let me borrow their car. Like they would be like, Oh, I have this errand to run, but like, do you want to do it? I'll give you my car again. I'm 18. I'm doing like all this fun stuff. So we stayed close while I was in Fanshawe, you know, I would send them my air checks to like give me feedback. So we we stayed very close. Good. So I ran into him at a TFC game and he's like, oh my God. I'm like, I just finished school. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking for a job. He's like, send me a resume. I'm like, okay. So I sent him my resume right away. That that was on a Friday. Monday morning I got a call. Come in for an interview. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. So I go in for an interview and they're and like whatever they had available and it was street team so a street team is like a the promotions team they go to like events and they promote the radio station and they promote you know their ad partners um and they give away stuff etc and you know in the summer you they collect like names on a ballot and they give away a car there's always like something going on so join the street team so i have an interview the girl who interviewed me was actually the she was a receptionist with me when I worked as a reception. So we were both the, the receptionists and now she's moved up to, in the, in the Recep- company reception and she's now like just to hire a receptionist. No, she's um promotions uh, manager. Oh, and she was interviewing you. Yeah. So she interviewed. That's me. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So she was, and we used to Full like go out clubbing. So she was like, Oh, Hey, whatever. So again, very casual. Um, and uh, I got the job cause again, I had all these connections already. And so, um, she, they gave me the job and they were like, how much can you work? And I'm like, well, this is my only job. So like every day. <laughs> uh, so they Lode scheduled me, me for events every day. I was going here and there and driving the, the branded vehicles. And like, it's so funny. Yeah. So it was great. And, um, and you always work with someone. So I was meeting a lot of people and it was, it was awesome. It and was, you did that
0: for what a year? So I did that for
1: like, um, I would say a year. Um, and then they have like really, they have like banner events. They did like this big concert. Um, it was called summer rush. It was like the biggest concert of, it was amazing. So, um, they, uh, like, I got to work that and behind the scenes and I was like cleaning the dressing dressing room for Justin Bieber. And like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So this was back
0: when Justin Bieber was like early, early, his first, like he
1: just had his first album, which tidbit it's his, it's a 10 year anniversary this week of his album
0: that's insane yeah, because i was doing research for my current job yeah yeah
1: so it's a 10-year anniversary of his album my world did you
0: just like think about cleaning his dressing room when yeah you got and that? it's <laughs> funny he kept
1: hugging he was like very tiny and he kept hugging me and like he was like here on me i'm like why do you keep hugging me i wonder <laughs> um and i remember he because it was at wonderland the event and he wanted to go on rides with his friends and they were like this is a security nightmare you can't go on rides like, yeah you can't he was he was uh, like popular not as popular as he is now but he was he was getting popular oh yeah the people would were, see
0: him and yeah. like it would be a disaster so for they were the like, no, you can't go
1: on rides. and he cried he was like he started crying because his friends went on the rides without him it was so funny
0: <laughs> oh well think about being in his shoes yeah like, he was like, like i'm just, just a kid star. yeah but he's like i'm
1: just a kid i've put out one song he only had one song at the time and he can't go on rides because, like, it was just funny. Yeah. So Life You Live is a yeah. little pop star. Well, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, crazy. So that was, like, a
1: funny story I have. But, um, yeah, so – um, really good experience. And then I started moving up in the company. So, um, I went from this, a street t- teamer to like the head of the street teamers. So like, I was like working now full time in the office, scheduling all of our events and scheduling all of the, um, street teamers and packing the cars with the equipment that we needed. And, um, um, yeah, like maintaining the equipment and working with the, per the promotions department and all the departments. So I was now full-time in the office. And then from there, you know, I went up again and I was like, you know, um doing contesting on the radio and I was collecting prizes for the, that what they give away on the radio. Okay. So, and if we go back to what my teachers said, like, you'll never work in Toronto. I'm here like two years later, like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and, like, at, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm in Toronto. Yeah. Like, excuse me. There's like, Stop. Like, give people hope, yeah, um, so that was pretty funny, whereas, like all my radio friends were like working in Sudbury and here and there, and I was like, "Okay, I'm in Toronto
0: <laughs> that must have been a good feeling, especially yeah, especially because you're closer to home, yeah, and like you're still far enough away, mm-hmm. where like you can live your life, but like you're were you still living at I was home still or? living at home, yeah, okay. I was still living at home at the time after university, I moved
1: home for like maybe three or four years, so the whole time that I was working at the radio station, um, but I had a car, like it was. Um, easy to get to. And then I started working like late, like live to air. So I would go to the club at night, drive the, the station vehicle and give away CDs and all that. Um, wow. The days where we had CDs, I I mean, transition to my next job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My job was based on CDs
0: yeah let's transition to that yeah. one yeah um so after the radio station i what made you leave that one did you find the next so one or? I, it
1: had been like four and a half five years and like i had mo- kept moving up and i was like pretty high um they had done a restructure so all the people um that i like enjoyed loved and you loved all were gone they had got rid of them and they, and they made the department from like five to two or like three two plus like interns and it was just like it was a hard time and I just like I wasn't vibing with the person that I was working with. Um so I was like it's time to go. Like I've basically
0: gone, next chapter.
1: Yeah, next chapter. And then going back to what my mom had told me, make sure you get your degree. I wouldn't be able to get to the next place unless I had that degree. So thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, you know, it's time for next chapter. Um, I love radio. I started in radio, but it's been a long time. Like what else can I do? So I applied to other radio stations, but I was like, it's the same everywhere you go. Like where else can I, I go in the music industry? Cause I had now been here for so long. So it was actually someone I worked with. I was super close with had sent me this job posting. Like, check this out. And it was for a, um, um, social media manager at HMV, which is a record store or was a record store. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Um, and at the time social media was just coming to be like, I, I actually started the radio station, social media, Instagram, that's insane it like I was banner like I was starting all the social pages for the stations like nobody really knew what they were I was running them it was not what it is today it was like nothing like that um so I from that I was like oh I have experience I did this I'll I'll apply so I applied um it was a rigorous like interview experience I did I think I did five interviews oh my gosh and it was a new position because again social media was just starting to like become big and companies were just realizing like oh we need this mm-hmm. um and it was like they they hadn't had anyone in the position it was a new position they created um and it was in their marketing department um but you reported to the marketing director and you, you were kind of like you were kind of like um alone on an island but like the marketing was island. so you were part of a department but you kind of did your own thing which okay. i loved because i was like oh this is full autonomy to do what I want. It's a new position. I get to make it how like what I want. So I was super excited about it. So yeah, I did like five interviews and I ended up getting it. So then you stayed in that role at HMV? Yeah. For how many years? So it was like to this day, it was an amazing experience. My boss is like still one of my mentors in my career. Like we're still very close. Um, so I stayed there. It was about f- just five f-
0: shy of five years wow yeah i remember when yeah. me and your sister and i don't know forget, oh it was maybe sophie and megan or i can't remember who was with us but we went downtown mm-hmm. to the hmv underground they don't they don't do that anymore right no so tell your yeah so on the, yeah we i don't even remember like the, the words christina had used but she like texted us <laughs> me like my sister like has these wristbands or whatever like to meet sean mendez like let's go like it's like <laughs> this weekend or something we're like uh, okay, like <laughs> I don't even know how much like how many of us actually even really listened to his music, yeah. but we all were like, oh, he's kind of famous, like whatever. We'll just get a picture and we'll just like make a day out of Aren't it. Aren't like, you happy shopping. on that picture now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So yeah, we like met you um downtown. There yeah. was a line outside, and I remember you were stressed. Too, cause you because you're like, okay, come this way. Okay, now stay here, and then you'd go run <laughs> and do something, and then we'd just be like, hey, and we're like, wow, we're like here V underground like yeah. we don't even know what we're doing yet but we're just here yeah and then we got the pictures and talked to him for a couple minutes yeah. not even because he had to filter through that line yeah. but um and then yeah we got to like be dispersed out back into the world and like this lineup was just still there we're like that's insane we skipped that whole thing like Yeah, I would, I would do that a lot. So that was part of my position was, um,
1: so I was the social media manager. I did all the social media. I helped with um, the PR for national company. And I also did events. So that was my favorite part of the job is we would do, um, special events with artists. So like, say Sean Mendes had a new album. We would say, okay, is he available to come to Toronto on this day or, or wherever we did them in Vancouver? We did it in Montreal, we did them in Edmonton. We did them at all stores Canada wide. Yeah. So excuse me. We said, um, okay, we have Sean Mendes on this day. Um, we're going to do an autograph signing. So we would do like a lead up promotion. We would say between this day and this day, if you buy Sean Mendes' album, you get a free wristband to meet him on this day. And so I would be in charge of like promoting it. I would be in charge of doing the artwork and the posters that would be in store. I was in charge of facilitating the wristbands. Like I, I facilitated the entire events and I would work with the labels. So all of um, artists are part of a, a label. So I would work with the label who the same position as me on their side um, to put this event on together. So it was like a couple of people do, it was awesome. And we would do them in our stores. And so after a couple of years that I was there, we were doing them like literally in the aisle of the, the stores. And I was like, this is getting crazy. We had an amazing basement in our um, landmark stores, um, Young and Dundas. And so it was, I was part of like the inception of this event space um so we kind of we built it we worked with like a builder to build it build a stage we bu- built in-house um like av built an in-house speaker system mic, all that bought it and then we started marketing it as an event space so we would go to like media we would go to all of our industry music industry partners hey if you're hosting an event host it here there's no um event fee That's all great you have to publicity. do is pay for, yeah so we would just work with all the partners we already had and we ended up putting amazing events there um we would do like showcases for artists we would do like art exhibits we would do book signings we would do wrestling events like it was amazing and i was kind of the in charge of booking this place which was awesome um so yeah the the, the we did events with Sean Mendez i did an event with Drake the weekend like all these big international superstars and I'm facilitating them signing autographs or sometimes we would do photos like right. it was it was awesome it was a great experience I loved every minute of it and I miss it so
0: much <laughs> yeah that like that makes me just get the chills because yeah. like I like seeing you and your element yeah. like conducting what you love most just yeah. like like a nice warm feeling you yeah know? Like you're getting nice. to do something you like actually went to school for you actually enjoy yeah. um that's crazy and I'm a very like t- I'm a very generous person so I loved
1: um having people my people that I love and know know and love be able to experience that. Like I wanted my sisters and my friends and my sister's friends to come and experience this amazing unique experience. I, I loved seeing that joy of like people I know have a good time. Yeah. So I always invited everyone I knew like to come because yeah, Like, these are things that, again, they don't really do this anymore. Nobody, when will you ever have the chance to meet Drake? Never. Yeah. They don't do it anymore. They don't do them anymore. And this was, it was such a unique experience that, as we know, is now gone. So I was so happy to be a part of that and like be able to share it with like the
0: people I love. Yeah, you're really lucky you got that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Did you have like a a cutoff how many wristbands and stuff you could get? Yeah, so we would always have a limit. (laughs) Like I always want everyone to come. I'm like, how many wristbands? We would always
1: have a limit and that would be in the marketing would be like, okay, the first three hundred people to buy Sean Mendez's album except uh, xx would get a wristband and so we would always like the big artists we would always sell out um but i i remember one year um we did an event with drake i i ended up i think i did two or three events with him but one of them um was at our queen street location okay um and they had there was like a nice loft so we would do the autograph signings like up Um, on the loft and there was like stairs and it was so cool. It was like such a great uh, event space. Um, And I remember it was like, he was super popular, but it was like still, it was like maybe three or four albums ago. Maybe it was called nothing was the same. The one where he's like in the cloud. Yeah. So um, we gave away 300 wristbands and like, it was crazy. Like he pulled up in his Rolls Royce and like walked in the store like, usually we'd bring them in through the back. Like, he was, <laughs> like, he walked up in the front. All media cameras were there. He did, like, a media scrum, which, like, artists never talk to media. Like, they're, like, no, we don't want – he he talked to them. He came up. Like, he ordered catering for his friends in the back. He had this huge entourage. Like, it was crazy. And he said – he's, like, I'm not leaving here until every single person who showed showed up gets meets me. So we gave away 300 wristbands. He met – easy 800 to a thousand people so we, we were there the event started at maybe i don't know
0: five wasn't there a cutoff time too no
1: he's like i'm not leaving he again usually she, there's a
0: cutoff time they're pretty strict with it nope back he, then i guess but not. again it
1: was his it, it was his, his or the highway <laughs> it, his his manager said we're leaving at you know eight he was like no i'm not leaving until everyone's if there's a line i'm not leaving so he wouldn't leave until he signed every and he met every single person i mean that's changed now but it was
0: yeah well he's gotten yeah. significantly bigger and like he, he was big then he's big big now he
1: loved the city he loved toronto he appreciated everyone who came out i think it was like cold it was like in the fall so he was like i'm not leaving so we were there till midnight it was like a seven hour event
0: holy yeah. would you I'm say that's the longest one you had oh yeah for sure and like it was
1: funny because at the at the beginning you're so excited you're like oh my god i'm here drake and then like four hours later i'm like when is this gonna <laughs> like, I just want to go home. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, Drake's right in front of me, but I don't care anymore because I'm so tired. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny.
0: So, what would you say was your most exciting celebrity moment? Like, did you have like a fun encounter with one? Did you have like? See, I've had so many, which is like I'm not trying to like gloat, but I've had like a lot. um
1: I'll always remember my first one for sure because it was really big and it was like the first time that I was actually doing something. So when I was Back at the radio station as an intern um they again they were huge uh broadcasters and they got invited to like a ton of things and they were just like they all they had families and they were like we can't go to everything so they're like we're sending you to go so they're like there's um this movie coming out it was called like house of a thousand corpses it was a remake and paris hilton was in it and it was like at the time where paris hilton was like the biggest thing she was like it was around she had this tagline that's hot and she it was she was huge so they were like she's gonna be there alicia cuthbert's gonna be there she's canadian she was from um popular Mechanics for kids chad michael murray who's like oh, my favorite he was um <laughs> on like one tree hill and he's been in like the cinderella story movie and then jared Padalaki, who he's on like supernatural now and like he was so there was these four like Hollywood celebrities and they were just sending me to do an interview. I'm like, I've never done it. What? Like I was like freaking out. I'm like, what do I do? So do they
0: prompt you like this is what you ask. Yeah, they, like, no,
1: they were just like, you figure fun. it out. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a more casual and it was a roundtable interview. So what they do is they take in media. There was like maybe eight of us and they put us at a table like a boardroom table and they, we all plug in our mics. And then it's a free-for-all. Anyone could ask questions. So, like, I don't think I asked the questions because I was too nervous. But they still use the audio from what everyone else asks. Gotcha. Um, so that was cool. And then after I got to take photo with them each, like, each of them, which was, like, awesome. And, yeah. So that was, I mean, I have, again, I have a ton of, like, encounters. But that will always be, like, my first and it'll be a memory for me
0: what was the encounter with the
1: weekend like he was super shy so it was around the time where he was still breaking out um and he was like didn't love the limelight if you went to some of his concerts they were dark like you never saw his face so he actually wanted to um he we had to put a curtain in front of him so like um you come up and like usually you can see the the artist and so you come up the stairs and then actually you have to go behind a curtain you take a photo with him and then you leave so
0: so he was always blocked by the curtain until you yeah. got to the front
1: yeah you like until you got to see him like yeah you walked around the curtain he it was just you two so he was like he didn't want p- people to stare at him like he was super self-conscious um because he's like a dark and dreary like his music is like that, too. Yeah. That yeah, was very That's crazy. But he was super nice. Like, super nice guy. Um, Like, very shy. He, I remember that event. It was, like, really recently after the Drake event. So um, people had the idea that it would be similar. So people that had wristbands were like, oh, I'm not going to wait in the line. I'll just come an hour late. But because it was, like, super quick and he didn't really talk to people – we went by the whole, we got through the whole line in like half an hour. So he was like, well, I'm done. I'm going to leave. So people were showing up with wristbands and like, we're like, he's gone. Like, Oh no, But we thought it would be so long. We're like, well, that's your fault. So people came that had wristbands and he kind of left because kind of, it was, yeah, it's like, he has better
0: things to do. If he's done early, he's going to go about his day. Yeah.
1: Holy. That was interesting. There was always something that like happened and I'll never also forget. Like, my first experience and then my first negative experience. What was the negative one? Oh my God. I will never forget this. Um, with Halsey.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I didn't know who she was. It was like before years ago, years, years, years ago. Didn't know who she was. Show up at the event. There's thousands of people there. I'm like, how do, what is, who are, what? Like who is, you like barely know who she is. I had no idea who she was. No idea. Not one. I didn't know one song. I never heard of her. And like, I'm pretty in tune with music. Like, worked in the industry a long time. I try to like stay current with, you know, social. I'm on social all the time. Didn't know who she was, but she was like popular. And like, I don't know, she got popular. And like, I, I don't, I can't, I can't even tell you, but it was like with the girls that she, <laughs> yeah, she was got pretty big. Um, so it was just like a crazy event and these, it was like the young, maybe the crowd that was there was just like kind of didn't listen to rules and like were was this still hmv underground yeah okay they were kind of like entitled and like i was just like these i can't take these kids like they wouldn't listen they were butting in line and then there was fights and like i was just like i hate this person <laughs> it was nothing against the artist but i was just like the experience was like not good yeah
0: so that was it she didn't actually say anything she
1: was a little bit like she did caught like she she was a bit moody when she came and like Uh, We found out later that she had, like, just broken up with, like, a boyfriend. So she was kind of, like... Imagine me breaking up with someone and having to, like, put this face on. Yeah. And she was just being, like, really picky. She did a performance, so she was being picky with, like, how she sounded. And she was just, like, not a pleasant person to work with. It was early morning. It was, like, Sunday at, like, 9 a.m. Like, it was just... Not a pleasant experience, and it's funny because when she came back to Toronto like a year later, she ended up like calling us and apologizing. She's like, "I'm sorry for that time." Like she was super sweet.
0: Wow, the yeah. fact that she remembers, yeah, like, she,
1: cause yeah, she remembered. Um, so yeah, that was nice, but uh, yeah, just the event experience was like.
0: <sighs> Wait, so did she actually personally call herself, or did her team? Call? Like, I think
1: I don't know who initiated it, but she talked not to me, but to someone who worked the event, and was like,
0: "I'm sorry." <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's such a, it's so different when the actual person themselves, yeah, I'll just it, say celebrity does, as yeah. opposed to like their team, you know, no, like no, no, it we was apologize her.
1: on behalf of Halsey. No, no, it was her. Cause she, she remembered and still she wasn't super huge at the time either. So she was still, um, yeah, like they're still, they're people like they remember things like you and I, like it's. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so then transitioning to where you are now in your mm-hmm. career. Yeah. Do you wanna to touch on that? Sure. So um so after HMV, this was
1: actually a really traumatic experience. So HMV traumatic. went out of business. Yeah. I remember so, seeing that. Yeah, so I came into work one day and um we found out that we that the company filed for bankruptcy, which was really sad. And I didn't have a job. And that was like the first time ever in my life since high school that I didn't have a job. Um so it was like very hard very very hard. Stressful. Yeah, stressful and I was just like what do I do with my life? And like I had bills to pay. I was now living downtown Toronto in my own place and I was like, "Well, what do I do?" And I had to like it was just it was looking back, it was like an experience and it really and puts, puts things into perspective for you. And it was also like a blessing and a curse cuz at that point again, I had been there for 5 years. It was really time to move on and I was actually looking for other jobs. Not that I didn't like it, but like there comes a time for me, I always say like the 5 year mark is the time where you're where you should consider like are you still learning? Are you still growing? If not, maybe it's time to move on. And that's those questions I was saying no to. Like there was nowhere else for me to really to go. Um I had done so much already and there wasn't really more for me to do and like to little did I know the company was actually crashing so yeah there was but it sounded really like nothing. when you were
0: there your plate was very full
1: oh for sure it was, at my all plate times. was very full it was a great experience loved every minute of it but yeah that's like around the five-year mark it was I was starting to look elsewhere so it was a blessing and a curse that I didn't have a job but, of course, no one wants to not have a job. They want to, like, find a job while they still have a job and move. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. unfortunately, wasn't the case.
0: Um, Didn't line up as nicely as you would have liked. Exactly. But, yeah. again,
1: life is unpredictable, so you always have to be prepared for that kind of stuff. Right. Um And... That was a time in my life where, like, you really figure out, like, who cares about you and who doesn't. Like, you know, people are reaching out. People were, like, you know, buying me gift cards to the spa to, like, de-stress. Like, it was so amazing. The, like, my true friends that, like, were there for me and um, even work connections, like, I had emails like, I, you know, I'll give you this, I, if you want to freelance for me or like, I'll give you a job until you get back on, on your feet. Like people were so nice and generous. And it's really where you see like who your true friends are at that time. Like it's yeah. 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 It's a, it's a hard experience to go through, but I, I it saw needs to quote. happen at at some point, yeah I saw know? a quote somewhere where it's like you haven't really lived if you haven't been like laid off from a job or like haven't you know had a
0: job yeah and like really experienced what it is yeah. to be like in that yeah. situation in that point of your life mm-hmm. and then moving on to the next hopefully mm-hmm. bigger and better thing. exactly
1: yeah. Um, but I was lucky, like through that position, I was, I did a lot of networking or not networking, but we, we worked a lot with other music industry, um, businesses. So like, um, HMV would sponsor a lot of, um, things like the Juno awards and like the country music awards and they would sponsor festivals. Like I would go to boots and hearts and way home and this and that, like, so we were very involved. Um, so through that, because I was part of like the events team and I was, um, um coordinating and facilitating all these things I was you know becoming close with all these people in the in different organizations um so I was really lucky to have those connections so um while I was I was only probably unemployed for like a few months um that's not
0: even that. Bad yeah, either. which is not like some for people. Some people it's so much worse. It was a year. Yeah, like some
1: people were didn't find work for a year that I worked with. So that it was challenging. So I was only unemployed for a few months, which was fine. Um, but the whole time I was looking for work, and um, I remember someone called me in the music industry. And at that time too, I was so like the biggest thing for me that hurt the most was like I might not be able to work in music anymore, and that's where I want to be because music I would basically have to like not start over, but like, it's so hard to get back in when you're now out. And like every day that goes by, that's a day that people forget about you. And so I was just like, I love this field that I chose and I might not be able to get back in. And that for me was like heartbreaking because I was like, I love this so much and I'm not ready to leave. So unfortunately there wasn't a ton of music industry jobs. So I was working with a recruiter and I was looking for, you know, social jobs and I was going on a lot of interviews. Um, but I was still trying to look in like the entertainment and like social media industry. And like I said, I was getting a lot of interviews. Um, but yeah, someone called me, a friend called me that I had worked within the music industry and she worked for the Canadian country music awards. And she was like, um, we had we have someone that's actually leaving and we need to fill the position quick. We know that you're available. Um, would you be interested in like coming in for an interview? So I went in for an interview, um, And I, I got the position and yeah, I worked, it was a contract. Like they were like, we just need someone to fill in. It wasn't really what like my background was. It was like selling brand partnerships, but it was for an award show, which is a music award show. So it was actually like teetering on television, which I always wanted to get into too. Um, so yeah, so I took the position. I worked there. How long Um, was the contract? I think it was like maybe eight months or something. It wasn't long. Um, they just needed to get through the busy time. And then after that, I worked, I experienced an award show, which was cr- a live award show, which was insane. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my first like time in television. And then um, after that was done, I knew I wasn't going to stay because it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was in the industry I wanted, but it wasn't the job I wanted. Um, so again, through my connection, someone called me and was like, hey, I heard of another job at the Juno Awards. Um, it's a mat leave. And, um, they, they were try- they, they did this whole search, couldn't find anyone. And then they sent the position to me and I was like, I know someone who's perfect. So she's like, are you interested? I'm like, yeah. So I went for an interview right away. Um, like it was maybe a week and they offered me the job and they were like, Hey, can you come to Vancouver on Monday? This was a Friday. They're like, we're going on a site visit in Vancouver on Monday. Can you come? I'm like, yeah. So I talked to my boss again. She was same industry, very close. Your boss at the Canadian yeah country awards. music awards okay. and i was like can i go to vancouver and she's like yeah like she knew i wasn't gonna work there she knew she was well your contract to,
0: was coming to an end yeah, like unless she had something was, to offer she yeah, yeah it makes sense common she sense was she trying to was trying to help her. me get
1: jobs anyways because she knew i wasn't staying and she was friends with the president of the other organization so so he ended up calling her and was like you know we like lisa is that okay and she was like yes 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 so everything was like it's such a close-knit community i in like the that yeah that
0: it's not like I'm sure it can be Kenny times, yeah. but that was really nice. Yeah, that it did was that for you. great.
1: Yeah. So I ended up going on a site visit. So I'm like meeting people for the first time in Vancouver and we're like work mode. Um, so, yeah, it was. So I started there maybe like a couple of years ago. Um, so they really wanted me to get some good time with the person whose mat leave I was taking and so she was there for only like a month until she left so um that's why they wanted me to come to vancouver to experience yeah um, as much as you can because that's where the junos were going to be so yeah so i ended up starting in december and um i worked her mat leave so she was or she is the communications director of um the junos so she oversees or i i ended up overseeing pr um social media um they had a coordinator. It's like someone else doing social. Um, but I, of course, oversaw. So I had a team of I was looking after a team of three people. So it was a big step up in my career, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, so I got to work um, the Juno Awards in Vancouver, which was unreal. And then um, she ended up coming back a year later and then they ended up doing a restructure on the same time and they created a position for me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So they created a position for me, so I ended up staying on, which is super exciting. So now I'm the um I work with the gal that I took her mat leave. she's um we're now kind of the communications department. So we work really closely together. And I'm now managing social media as well as, um, like content and digital and I work with her on communications like PR and all that
0: okay yeah w- that's awesome what would you say like the differences between the two of you are because maybe she had a different way of doing things yeah before she went on Matt leave and like now you guys are working alongside each other like how was that transition yeah
1: it was I mean uh, like it was not e- easy like it's we're still going through it she's she hasn't even been back for a year yet so we're still kind of m- molding together um she had been there for she's been there for years she's been there for 15 years um wow and so and I had just come from like working at all these other places so I'm coming in with like ideas and I'm like so I mean it's great like I love working with her she's such a great person I learned so much from her and I think vice versa she learns a lot from me too um and so we're kind of still yeah like figuring it out but we're doing really great and we're we're always bringing fresh new ideas to the department which is exciting and again it also went through a restructure so everything's changing you know um so it's we're adapting to the times and 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 kind of the the structure that's been built but yeah it's, it's so exciting and um through the restructure they actually built like a bigger team which is called like the we're now on the brand team okay so we work with like um the creative department and the marketing department and our content team and our brand partnerships team and we're all kind of on one team called brand um so that's i like i'm a very collaborative person so i love working with like other people like when i have an idea i'm always like hey what do you think of this and i love like spitballing with people yeah um and we work in an open concept office so it's so easy for me to do that and like people that sit beside me probably hate it i'm (laughs) I'm sure there's some opposites (laughs) of course yeah there's like people that wear their headphones are like when i have my headphones on don't talk to me i'm like so I always just like stare at her. I'm like until she she's realized... like what? <laughs> but yeah, so I love it. I love like chatting and and brainstorming being around all people. that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sounds like a fun atmosphere to be in for sure. Yeah, like your is. whole career just seemed like a like a fun thing. I'm sure there's moments where it's like yeah, really hard hard work. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I say. Like it's still a job. It's still work, and it's still stressful. Yeah, it's in a very very fun, um, exciting field. But it's we still have stressful deadlines especially around when the Juno time is coming which is now like I'm working you know 15 to 8 hour or 18 hour days um it's it's crazy and I'm working weekends and um when I go to Juno week like we're there for the whole weekend we probably sleep like two or three hours a night like it's like very rigorous but again when it's all done you get to look back at what you just did and it's so fulfilling yeah and rewarding for sure rewarding like I honestly I have like a tradition where I'll like because I don't really get to watch a show because I'm doing so much so I'll like it's it'll be like 2 a.m and I'll watch the show and I'll like cry in my bed
0: like oh my god it's so cool like it's just yeah it's fun that's so nice oh my gosh okay so do you see yourself growing further up into the company
1: yeah I mean like it's it's a very small team so Um, like there's like 25 of us, not even. And then while, um, while we're on Juno season, we hire a lot of contract staff. Um, so that obviously number, that number increases, but it's a small team. And what I love about it is like the industry is ever changing and ever evolving. So like as much as, um, there may not be like a position to grow into there's more more work to take on and more things to bring like um last year we part of myself and my colleague we um introduced something um that was the first time that had ever happened at the Juno week so like stuff like that there's there's so much opportunity for ideas and and new um innovation in the in the job which is really what I like it's like everyone's open to like doing new things every year good, and that's good. really exciting because it could get so cyclical like it's the same thing every year it just changes locations but like you can easily fall into like just do what you did last year do what you did last year do what you did last year but like what you did last year is stale it's a year old yeah you need to figure something out new improved. something
0: new and improve. something
1: new and improve. like technology and stuff changes every day so what are we doing different than last year yeah so that's kind of
0: where the growth
1: comes That's awesome. I like how
0: you're being very, like, proactive and, like, thinking, like, forward and and almost, like, future-proofing yourself Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. sense. And, like, you never want to be stuck in those past ways of doing things. For sure. Um, So what do you think is your most valuable lesson out of your whole, like, media career? or entertainment um, i don't even know what to call the field yeah like i
1: would say like music, media. i yeah. would say like yeah entertainment music okay. entertainment media i guess um honestly like well the first lesson i ever learned was like take initiative <laughs> like don't wait for someone to do things for you it's a cutthroat competitive business and no like nobody's looking out for you only you're looking out for you yeah so um yes are you going to have friends in the, in the field? Yes. And that's actually something that this industry, like I've made the best, the bestest friends of my life, because you're going through this like intense experience with people that are, are doing it with you and only they know what it's like. So I've made really great friends and you're going to make, friends in your job but you just you always have to remember no one's looking out for you except for yourself right. so make sure you put yourself first chase what you want to chase um I'm not saying like throw your friends under the bus but like you're in it you have to make sure you are, are always putting yourself first
0: yeah yeah so um how is your family adjusted from like your job changes and like your growth going up the ladder
1: I mean I don't think my parents know what the hell I do and all my, like my mom will always constantly me and be like oh i want to go to this concert can you can you have tickets i'm like i'm not ticket master <laughs> like i'm like mom i'm not ticket master because like there there, little, there were in the past always like extra things that i would always be like mom I want to go to again yeah goes back to like so you just I'm kind a, of
0: expect it knowing yeah, that thinking that you have some it. connection yeah, it's like
1: <laughs> oh can you like oh my friends um sisters hairdressers brother like wants to go to this can you get them in I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different yeah I'm like no. like so because I'm so generous some people take advantage of that and it's I can like, see how that
0: can be very yeah very so, so that's
1: really challenging that and I mean again like I've gotten my sisters into a lot of experiences and yeah same, oh with, yeah same with my parents like you know box seats here or like a meet and greet here and like it's been a great um a great time um but yeah they need to like remember there's a line like you just because you got it once doesn't mean you get it again Yeah, like, like it's not a
0: reoccurring thing yeah
1: and like I will offer it to you you can't ask me for it mm-hmm. I don't like when people ask like but if I want to offer it to you
0: then I want a little it different to you. You. yeah for no. sure um I remember and I don't even know if you know this years ago I want to say in grade nine or ten because Christina was like my first good friend I had made in high school Aww. um I had slept over at your house I think you were still living there oh, at really? the time but we went out for breakfast, like oh, I went with your family. But I don't know if you, I don't think you came. Okay. I don't know if Daniela came either, but it was me, Christina, your mom and dad. Oh, yeah. And your dad asked me, like, what field I want to go into. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, basically what your, what your other daughter's going to like doing right now. And yeah. he's like, oh, don't do it. <laughs> What and then your mom hits? Well, don't discourage her. <laughs> I literally didn't like. I laughed so hard afterwards. Like at first I was like, "Oh my god, maybe I shouldn't." Yeah. But then I was just dying because you were just so honest. Like it's a hard, hard uh, like industry to be in and yeah. like to get a job and exactly what you want. Um, I just want to share that because I thought it was a hilarious Well, it's funny
1: because my dad, like that's, that's basically the difference between my mom and dad. My mom was always like, do what you want, chase your dreams, go travel, do this. And my dad was like, go into union and make sure you're making money and like make sure you have job security. And like, it was like very different than your mom's Yeah, very different. And so, so like when I was working and like getting all these perks and when you're young, like you think it's so exciting. I'm like going to a club and like going to this concert and going to this. And my dad was like, well, how much money are you making? I'm like, well, my dad's not all about money. He's like, yes, it is. <laughs> and so, like every year, he'd be like, did you get a race? <laughs> why not you have to ask for a raise you get raises every year I'm like no that's not how it works like it's not he works like for the government so it's like not like that at all um very different fields very different so he would always say that and um he would again like same thing would be like how much like how much money are you making whenever I would interview for a job the first question what's salary it's like well it's not about that yes it is like that's literally what it's about my dad's very like to the point yeah and I remember like when I was younger working at the radio station I was like you know just having the time of my life my dad was basically like perks don't pay your bills <laughs> so figure out how you're gonna pay your bills because well, your concert tickets sense to don't it. do that yeah. yeah
0: yeah he has some sense to it but I think you see the bigger picture yeah. and like what's worthwhile doing and what's not and exactly. like when you're taking advantage of and when you're putting in the work and seeing this amazing outcome.
1: And again, it goes back to that feeling like it's a re- rewarding feeling to have experience all of what I've experienced and to have a hand and in, in done and in do all the things I've done. Um, and I don't think other people can say that in their jobs. Even,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, has anyone ever discouraged you in the path you've chosen like did they say like you're not gonna make it too hard pick this instead you're also good at this
1: Mm, yeah I mean yeah I would go back to like college when people were like you can't work in Toronto okay um but like discouraged no I've always I've been lucky to like have a good support system that I mean my mom saying like you know do do what you want and she yeah shoot for the stars and she again she always reinforced like you knew what you wanted to do when you were little and you've always chased that. And like sometimes when I'll forget it, she'll remind me like you wanted to do that. Like you chose it and you, you've always taken that path to do that. Um, so I was very lucky in that sense. But of course there's gonna be obstacles along the way and like sometimes
0: it gets hard. Yeah, like, it's, it's never hard. easy. It's not ever a straight, nice, no. smooth road. There's always sometimes. times where I
1: was like where I'm like, oh I'll just go work.
0: Like in an office,
1: but I can't. Like I'm, my personality. Like I would not last a day. Yeah, no. yeah. But it's I, yeah, it, I, it still work. Like it's stressful. There's conflicting opinions with you know colleagues. Like nothing is like Pleasantville. Like it, it's challenging, but it's. Again, it's rewarding.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, so then I guess the last question I have to ask mm-hmm. you is, are you happy with the direction of life you're taking right now? Like, we haven't really touched on this, but you've traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you live on your own in Toronto. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like you're living a pretty good life. So yeah. do you want to touch on that?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I am su- I love my life right now. Like, I o- I've always loved my life. Um, are there hard times? Yes. Um, does it suck sometimes? Sure. But, like, I've always known that I'm an independent person and I've like kind of, um, gone by that my whole life. Um, I went away from, uni- for university, which was super exciting. Um, I've traveled a lot, um, since high school, my mom encouraged me to travel and to be cultured and, um, cult be the word cultured is like a buzzword in my life. Like I look f- like I want to be around people that are the same way. And that like, you know, when we go to, um, to different places, places don't just want to be in the hotel room you know i like to go to museums and etc and like you said i've traveled i've traveled all central america and like which is um some locations which are kind of like off the beaten path that no one would really go to and my dad is like why are you going there like it's dangerous and i'm like no it's not it's an amazing part of the world that not nobody like knows knows about about. yeah it's not like Advertise on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, n- now it's starting to be. But yeah, I got, I've been to, like, these amazing places and, like, taken, you know, they're called chicken buses. Like, they're school buses to get there. And, like, I've traveled for 15 hours in a day in, like, a hot car up a volcano. And there was, like, mudslides. And, like, it's – there. I- I've experienced a lot and like I'm lucky to have um my like two close girlfriends that, that love to travel as much as I do and are able to take the time because that's challenging too when you're
0: it's hard to yeah. find a travel buddy with everyone's time like restraints and jobs exactly like days. not a lot of uh, jobs offer like flexible tra- vacation um
1: it's not like given so um yeah i'm lucky to f- i'm lucky to find some people that love traveling and um i'll like i'm actually going to mexico city next weekend that's so fun yeah, are yeah. you going with one of your travel buddies my two two girlfriends yeah we've traveled a lot together um we're doing mexico city um and then we're doing like the beach town um but yeah like i do not travel to resorts like i remember i went with my family a couple years ago to a resort and i was like this is a nightmare. Like, like, <laughs> I need to get off this place (laughs) because you just felt like secluded to that one spot so boring you do the same thing every day and like the prices are so inflated like like uh, um an excursion that you would do on your own is like triple the price at a resort yeah and like I know because I've done it when I've gone to places not on a resort and I do like activities like it's very cheap yeah so I just yeah
0: Uh, holy what would you say was your favorite place you traveled to or maybe a couple if you can't decide
1: um i get like central america is probably like has my heart right now like i've traveled to all the countries in central america and i want to start south america but guatemala and belize are probably my top two guatemala just has like the most amazing culture like you um go you you immerse yourself in and what they do you travel how they do you take their kind of transportation and you go to these little villages and they're wearing like their native dress this like hand stitched hand embroidered amazing like skirts and dresses and like you go to the market and they're selling them and you're watching them make that like it's amazing and there's like I mean volcanoes there's a rainforest there's mine ruins and like it's it was an amazing cultural trip and we traveled for 10 days all through the country
0: that's wild. Yeah, it was with your two girlfriends again. Yeah,
1: with my girlfriends. Yeah, oh, and then my Belize, gosh. like, is I found this like really magical island called Key Cocker that I go to. I've been now three times. Um, I'm just obsessed. It's like, s- like there's no cars on the island. There's like two bars. Like it's like they're so fun.
0: That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And what would you say, not to leave on a negative note, but like mm-hmm. your least favorite or one that you expected more from? Um, from a travel destination. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well hmm well a couple summer or maybe last year I went to this place loved I was super excited I had a friend there she was she was scuba diving um and she just like gloated about this island she ended up going like for traveling and then she stayed like so she had been living there for like a few months and loved it and so we went and literally the day we got there it was like it started raining and it didn't stop for
0: 10 days and it was like awful. So you and, got like, the bad experience yeah, version so it because was, of the weather. Unfortunately,
1: because of the weather. um, And it was and it was also a place that's really hard to get to. So you fly into the airport and you take like an eight hour car ride to this island. Did you rent a car? Uh, no, we had to take like a we had to hire like a private service. So it's like an eight hour drive to a ferry dock. And then the ferry dock, it's a two hour boat ride. So it's not a place that you can like easily go back. So I was just, unfortunately, it was because of the weather, but like it kind of put a damper and like, for
0: sure. It when it
1: rains, like your mood just like goes,
0: drops to, Yeah, hundred percent. When I went to Europe recently, um, in Portugal specifically, I forgot even what the things were we were going to do, but there were two like excursions. Oh, one mm-hmm. was stand-up paddle boarding in the Benjal or Bengal cave. Mm-hmm. The photos were beautiful and line of salt on all these like travel blogs and we get an email i think it was two days we were still in the previous place in italy somewhere um we got an email saying the waves are too high so it's canceled for that day but like we're like okay we're still there for like another day and a half like maybe the next day still the waves are too high so then um like okay maybe we'll just go kayaking but like everything was canceled like you couldn't even go out on your own like they would not like Like rent it to you you know as much as they're like oh they want to make money they're like this is like safety and like we're all gonna get in like so much trouble if we let these random tourists just go out on their own so i totally know what you mean by like the weather because like then in portugal we didn't end up doing really anything other than like a little bit of sightseeing and like Mm -hmm. hiking we didn't get to do the fun excursions because they were all canceled (laughs) i know it's not like you just
1: jump back to portugal next week exactly
0: exactly and then it's like (laughs) oh man i know yeah Um, weather is like a big factor and like
1: we we were gambling like we were traveling during rainy season we were really gambling with it but like we had traveled during rainy season every time and we had been so lucky so this was the first time that I like caught up for what's rainy us.
0: season I think like I should know
1: rainy like it's like basically their winter they call it rainy season
0: which is what months for them
1: oh um it 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 changes but it's usually around like october to like december it's like it just rains a lot oh. but some places you go and it will rain like in the morning and the night and the day will be nice and like it doesn't rain well, what they say is it doesn't <laughs> rain for long, but it rained for long. <laughs> it rained the whole wires. time. It literally <laughs> rained the whole time. Wow. And I remember we were we went to like this. We got there. It was so nice, sunny. We go to this island. And we're there. And it's amazing. We're like, oh, my God. We're spending this whole day on this island. It was like small. And so we're there. And like all of a sudden, the clouds like in within, I'm not even kidding, 20 minutes. It was black. And then the boat comes back. He's like, oh, we got to go back. It's like it's going to be a storm. I'm like, what? So we get back the way, like the boat ride back was so scary. Cause it's like a storm's coming. So the waves are insane. And so we get back oh, it and so it just scared. started raining and it didn't stop for 10 days. <laughs>
0: So that's awful i'm yeah, sorry to experience no, that but no, i guess I mean, it is is what it is you can't really yeah, you control can't the control. weather we
1: made the best of it i'm with like my good girlfriends like we still went out we obviously drink a lot because that's all there was to do like <laughs> we still had a really
0: good time yeah. but yeah
1: unfortunately we didn't get
0: a tan <laughs> <laughs> man you win some you lose some yeah exactly it's okay I, i mean i'm lucky to go like on a few trips a year so for sure yeah for sure mm-hmm. so is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode I don't think so Any, I mean like, I think I feel like i talked
1: so much <laughs> no that's the point that's what a podcast is <laughs> I loved talking so this was great um no I mean like I hope I gave an, a lot of advice but like just um, don't give up on your dreams. As you can see, like maybe it doesn't turn out exactly what you wanted, but you might find um, some exciting paths along the way um, and be open to change, be open to adapting your, your path or like taking some forks in the road and, you know, leading back, but yeah, just be open and, and free and, and yeah,
0: that's amazing. You. Oh, well, do you want to plug any socials? I'm not sure if um, I mean, you can
1: follow me on social. It's Alisa <laughs> Macri or E Macri, M A C R I. Okay, yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Today for was having me. So this fun. Was great. Yeah. Um, if you guys could hit the subscribe button for the Girl of Gen Z podcast and give this a rating, preferably five stars, it really <laughs> really helps. And leave a comment on if you enjoyed the episode. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Yay. Thanks for coming. Thank you.